Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I am reading from Luke chapter 2. I'm reading two verses of Scripture from the New King James Version, chapters, chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Bible says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Shoshana just sang about. Was that a beautiful song or what? Did she do a great job on that? Praise God. Amen. And this is a beautiful verse of Scripture. There is born to you this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. I could think of a no better of a, of a Christmas title than this one, Merry Xmas. Just got dead quiet in here. <laughs> Like, does he know what he's talking about here? Wait, you just went through that big spiel about saying Merry Christmas to everybody, and then you call your sermon title Merry Xmas? Let's talk about it for a moment, shall we? Jesus, I pray that you'll anoint my lips, this tongue of flesh, my mind, and my heart to speak these words that I believe you laid in my heart. I'm asking that you'll open every heart and every mind that's in this place today or that's watching this live stream that Christmas would become real to us. The birth of Jesus Christ would be real to us, not only today, but in all of the days ahead. I pray this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. You know, there's a lot to do building up to the Christmas season and the Christmas day. Many of you have spent a lot of time shopping for gifts with the money you didn't have. There are, there are boxes to wrap. There's mantles to decorate stockings to stuff, meals to plan, houses to get cleaned before the company comes. And we could literally probably fill the rest of the sermon just talking about the preparations that it takes to prepare for this one special day. And uh, especially the week before Christmas, I watched my dear wife, who was very busy all week long, getting the house decorated. I did help some. I didn't leave it all up to her. I did give her dirty looks, though. I went, Will you hang this for me? Will you do this for me? But it's all, it all, most of it got done. And uh, the, the cooking, of course, you know Mama Frank, and the cooking has just been delicious. And I'm looking forward to a wonderful Christmas meal today. But we go frantically shopping, and we're, more and more we're shopping online now and running through the internet. We're planning trips to the stores, doing this, doing that, and wondering really how many of you wondered how you're ever going to get all of this done? on time. Anybody pressed up against a deadline this year? Rushing, trying to get everything done, frantically doing all of these things. Is it possible, just throwing this out, is it possible that even you and I, who celebrate Christmas Day as the birth of our Savior, is it possible that we, from time to time, have allowed Christ to be cut out of it as we become so frantically involved with trying to do so many other things that we actually forget what this is really all about? Go ahead and clap. That's all right. 
And I know the holidays are indeed magical for many. We see family members we haven't seen in a while. We're together with people we haven't seen. We plan trips to go to the stores. We sometimes wonder how we're going to get it all together. And before you know it, Christmas Day is here. We wonder, where'd the whole season go? And before you know it, Christmas Day is going to be over, and we're going to think, what just happened? Is it possible that we who call ourselves Christians might have allowed Jesus Christ to, on a little note at least, slip out of our holiday celebrations? Might it be that we are even possibly guilty, even just a smidgen, of taking Christ out and putting X there because we got so busy with so many other things? I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm not saying don't have family over. I'm not saying don't have special meals. I'm saying let's not forget what it's really all about. Amen. Praise God. The holidays are magical for many people, but the reality is they are often accompanied by a couple of extra guests, some who we may not even want. I'm not implying anything. <laughs> I am not implying everybody that's coming today, I love them and want them to come. My family, I, I'm not implying. I'm just saying sometimes, sometimes we may have to go somewhere or have someone that we don't even know or really care that much about. Depression during the holidays is at its highest. Why are so many people at a time like this getting depressed? Because Christmas isn't always joyful for everybody. There's increased stress during this time. We're over-obligated socially and financially. And what are the holidays if not a time to attend events that you normally don't attend and to spend money that you normally don't spend and really that you don't have? I think it's a shame that anybody would go into a debt over a holiday. Just love me if you don't have the money to buy me something. Praise God. Don't anybody sacrifice or give something up for me. Just love me. That's all I need. Can you say amen? The holidays can be a time of added pressure. And the pressure comes from, number one, we are broken away from our familiar routines. We have close and constant proximity of family members who don't necessarily always get along. Anybody got a sibling that rubs you the wrong way? No. <laughs> quiet now, quiet now, uh, Alex. Your voice might get picked up in my microphone. People will hear this, your family's going to hear this live stream. Is that Alex? <laughs> Is that Alex hollering amen? <laughs> we spend money we don't have. We pay for it later. I think I'm talking to somebody. We have additional time to acknowledge the unpleasant aspects of our life because everybody else seems to be so happy. Commercialism is another factor listed by individuals as adding an increased level of stress to them during the holidays. Living through darker periods of time, there's not as much sunlight as there normally is. Dark at 4.30 in the afternoon already. 
darkness, boy, that gets to you after a while. And not to mention that for some, the Christmas holiday is really just a reminder of how little you actually have. And how other families are rejoicing getting together, you don't have one. I wonder how many people this Christmas are alone. So Christmas isn't always such a wonderful time, is it? With so much to do, so many places to go, so much money to spend, money to spend that we don't have. Some people actually go into debt, trying to entertain, trying to please people, company parties to go to, friends and family to shop for, kids to make the season special for, on and on and on and on it goes. And is it possible then that we are also responsible, just like the world, for sometimes taking Christ out of Christmas and making it about all these other things? Forgetting what we're really celebrating, the birth of a Savior. As Shoshana so beautifully just sang about a few moments. So is it possible that Christmas really does, even for us, become Merry Xmas? Sometimes. Quiet in here. Is that because you disagree with me or agree with me? All right. Shake your head yes then, at least. Praise God. I remember as a kid, I'm going to wrap this up. It might take a long time today, but I remember as a kid, I remember one, there's several, you know, as a child, those of you that are adults, there are periods, there are just things that happen that stick with you. And one thing stuck with me was something my father said as we were driving in the car, and obviously it was Christmas time, because he looked over and he saw a sign that says, Xmas trees for sale. And I remember, I will never forget him saying, I will never buy a tree from a place that advertises it as Xmas trees. He would not go there to buy a Christmas tree from a place that took Christ out of it. And that touched me, that impressed me, and to this day I remember that. So how, um, how can we, what can we do to keep Christ in Christmas? And I think I'm just going to list a couple of things that I would like for you to think about the rest of this holiday season and maybe put this down so that you can think about doing this next year also. Give God the first of your gifts, and that is your heart. When the Christmas season starts... Focus in on Him. Maybe get your kids together and read the Christmas story. Maybe put an ornament on your Christmas tree, like what we have one that says, Jesus is the reason for the season. Maybe put up a nativity set and talk to your kids about what it all represents. Let's keep Christ in this thing. Praise God. Maybe call somebody up and give a gift of service, some lonely uh, 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 adult who you know lives by themselves. Give them a ring and say, hey, how you doing? Do you have any place to go for Christmas? Do you have enough food? How about I drop something off to you? How about we do acts of service and give? Because the greatest act of giving that we will never match happened nearly 2,000 years ago when God gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe on Him might be saved. What have I done so that somebody else might be saved? So you think of some things to do that might honor what Christmas is really all about. 
Behold, the Bible says, the angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. A Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So the way to keep Jesus in this holy day is the same way it takes to keep Jesus in your everyday. Because Christmas shouldn't be the only day we go to church. And it certainly shouldn't be the only day we don't go. <laughs> I've actually heard reports of churches that canceled their church services today. Though, wait, what? Isn't this the day we should go if we never go? I want to read to you a verse of Scripture that says this. Verse 40 of Luke 2 talked about Jesus being born, the whole story of the angels and the shepherds and all that good stuff. comes down to verse 40. It says this, And the child, Jesus, grew. And listen to what happened to him when he grew. And then I'm going to talk about these three things, then we're going to wrap this up. The child grew and he became, number one, strong in spirit. Number two, he was filled with wisdom. And number three, it says, the grace of God was upon him. I believe it should be the desire of every one of us to become strong in spirit, to become filled with wisdom and filled with the grace of God that it would be upon us. That should be our goal. That's what the Bible said happened to Jesus. That was, his, that was his claim to fame as being born, that he became strong in spirit, he became filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And I believe it should be the desire of every single one of us to be strong in spirit, to be filled with the wisdom of God, not this world. Because the wisdom of men is foolishness with God. The wisdom of God so that the grace of God can be upon us. Paul wrote and said this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now the Bible says Jesus became strong in spirit. Now the Lord is that spirit. And so we should become strong in the Lord, Paul wrote. And the key to understanding what it means to be strong in the Lord is the apostles' use of saying in the Lord and not by the Lord. Listen carefully. He didn't say become strong by the power of God. He said you become strong in the power of God. Don't take God like so many people try to do and use Him pull him out of your box when you need him. The Bible says be strong in the Lord. That means our lives should be wrapped up in him. Not use him when we need him, because that's a lot of people live for God that way, you know. They never pray till there's a problem. They never go to church till things are going wrong. And then they try to run to God, have him straighten it all out, and the moment he straightens it out, they're gone. We need to be strong in the Lord, 
so that we are in church, in prayer, in worship, whether things are good or bad. I pray you never know whether I'm having a good day or a bad day by how I worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I want to be strong in the Lord. When it's raining in my life, I am in the Lord. When it's sunny in my life, I am in the Lord. When things are going wrong, I am in the Lord. When things are going right, I am in the Lord. That never changes, and so neither do I. That's why on good days, I'm in church. On bad days, I'm in church. On good days, I'm in prayer. In bad days, I'm still praying. It does not matter what's happening in the world around me. I am in him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And I close with this. This is what Jesus said. Remain in me. This is the words of Jesus. Remain in me. Not around me. Don't live around him. Live in him. Remain in me as I also remain in you. I'm so glad that Jesus does not treat me the way we oftentimes treat him. How's that? He's just always here. Even if I did fall away, even if I did not necessarily remain in him and I withdrew and started doing my own thing for a little while until all of a sudden everything went wrong and I ran back to get back in him, he never does that to me. He never leaves me. The moment I call on him, no matter how far I have fallen, no matter how deep I went down, the moment I call on him, he's there. I want to live in him. I don't want to use him. I want to live in him. Some people use him, you know. Things go wrong, they run to church. Things straighten out, they disappear. Things go wrong, they run to prayer. Things straighten out, they disappear. And I've often said, and I pray it's still true today, that you can never tell whether I'm having a good day or a bad day by how I worship God. Because I'm not here for him to bless me. His price he paid on Calvary to wash away my sins is all the blessing I will ever need to get through this life. Lord, you don't need to do another thing for me. You don't need to bless one more aspect of my life than the fact that you went to Calvary and died for my sins. Be strong in the Lord. And I close with this verse. Jesus said it. Remain in me as I also remain in you. That's why when you do fall away and you do, quote, unquote, backslide and you decide to come back, he's right there. Why? Because he's remained in you. Remain in me as I in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing.
Let's not be guilty of making Christmas Xmas as we get so wrapped up with other things. In fact, let's not be guilty of making life X-life as we get so busy with so many other plans and things that we forget to keep Jesus front and center. Let's stand together and clap our hands for him, shall we? Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.